0: Alan as fuck. I'll give it to you raw and uncut. Look, I'm just going to jump right in today. today. Um, today I want to talk about um, a little bit of my childhood when uh, and colorism. It kind of, you know, go hand in hand. I had this auntie, right? And she was everybody's favorite auntie. I couldn't stand her. She was mean as hell. She was so damn mean. She was on my father's side of the family. She was an older auntie. Oh my God, she was so mean to me. I, you know, was, cause I was at, I, <laughs> everybody who loved her were light-skinned. I noticed this. I couldn't stand her. I used to be a black ass little boy. I was dark as hell. I could not stand her. She was so damn mean. How could you be so damn mean to kids? I couldn't stand it. I remember I was around seven or eight years old, man. And I was over, you know, we used to spend a night over cousin's houses or whatever. And I didn't want to go. I didn't like to go over to her house and stay the night. You know, she used to watch her grandkids, which was my cousin's. And we used to go over there and spend a night. And I didn't like it. I love my cousins. They were light-skinned you know, so they loved her, but me, oh, so one time I was over there, man, seven, eight years old, and I don't know what happened, but I missed dinner, and um, I could have been outside playing, maybe I fell asleep, it was about six o'clock, and I was like, hey, Sarah, I'm hungry, the kitchen is closed, she yelled at me like that, man, like two inches from my face. The kitchen is closed. Never heard nobody say that in my life. It wasn't a restaurant, but the kitchen was closed because she already cleaned up and everything. And so I guess I was going to be hungry all night. So I just sat in the living room floor watching TV, stomach touching my back, just growling. Um. And I remember about, maybe it was about an hour later, my cousin um, he came over to the house too. He was a little older, but he was light skinned Cousin Harry, pretty light skinned dude, looked like Shamar Moore. You know what I mean? He came in. The, he came in the house. Hey, what's up, Auntie? Hey, Harry. I ain't never even seen her. <clears throat> you know that happy to see a child. He was around sixteen, maybe. Hey, Harry. And so she, you know, <clears throat> they hugged and kissed, and um. He was like, hey, see, I'm hungry, what you got? Come on in here, let me get you, let me make you something to eat. She made this dude something to eat after she just yelled at a seven-year-old telling me the kitchen was closed. And, you know, I'm sick, I'm in because I'm in the living room Danny, in the kitchen, you know, I'm in, making something to eat, I hear pots and pans and water's running, and i don't know what they making and i'm starting to smell it and i'm you know they laughing and having a good time you know and i'm sitting in the in the living room next to the kitchen i'm watching tv and the lights are out so i was not even looking at the tv i'm looking in the kitchen so she you know laughing and joking everybody light skinned in the kitchen having a good time and uh she look at me and she's like come on in here and get some eat boy That's what she said. No explanation. No, well, the reason I told you the kitchen was closed and I told him to, you know, I I cook for him. No dialogue about what happened. It was just mean towards me, mean-hearted towards me. Just mean. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure when she looked at me, because I'm sitting in the dark and I'm black as hell, she probably can only see my eyeballs staring back at them into the kitchen, you know. And I I probably look like a hungry African kid, just you know, just staring with sad eyes, like, I wanna eat too. Why can't I eat? You know, and Dan here laughing and you know, just light skinned, just laughing in the room, you know what I'm saying? Uh just oh man. I couldn't believe it, dude. I told my mother, and my mother, you know, she told my auntie. My auntie was like, because I told my mother, I said, she don't like me. I told, I remember telling my mother, like, that. she does not like me. And she said, I like you, boy. You told your mama I don't like you. I like you, boy. That's what she said. It wasn't no, oh, Allen, come in for a second. It wasn't no hug, no embrace, nothing like that. She was just like, I like you, boy. I remember another time around the same age, um, I was. We was in the living room, and um, this was one time we get. We was hanging around the parents for some apparent reason. I think it was time for us to go. We were about to leave, so everybody was hanging in the um, dining room. Sorry, we was in the dining room because that's the only time we could be around adults. We couldn't even eat. We couldn't even eat. My generation, we couldn't even eat around other adults. We had to go to the kids' table, or another room to eat, so they can talk, whatever they were talking. And um, her granddaughter, which is a year younger than me, she's light skinned and uh, <laughs> I was standing up. I don't want to go sit down, you know. On I was just standing up, and, and there's the chair behind me because I just I was sitting down, and then I stood up to do something, maybe grab a napkin, and I want to go sit back down. I fell on the floor, cause she had moved the chair. You know, everybody laughed. Everybody laughed. Ha, 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 ha. I laughed. I didn't get hurt. It was funny. You know, we used to do that as kids. I laughed. Minutes later. Minutes. Minutes. Minutes later. I did the same exact thing to her. My mother was at the table. My father was at the table. You know, um. Aunt Sarah was at the table. Her husband was at the table. Her husband was darker than me. I, so I didn't get to, you know, I didn't, I, I, it just didn't make any sense to me. But her husband was darker than me. He was at the table. Uh, no, he was in the room. I don't think he was at the table. He was in the room. But I had uncles at the table and there was a lot of cousins at the table. Uh, just sitting around the table. And I pulled a chair out before she sat down and she fell on the floor. Um, my auntie, don't do that to my grandbaby! Hollering and yelling at me all in my face, screaming at me like she was about to beat my ass. I'm seven. And you just laugh when it happened to me. But when I did it to. Man, I couldn't stand this lady. I could not stand this lady. Oh my God, I couldn't stand her. She was so mean to me, man. And she was never mean to nobody, light skin. I never seen this lady upset with no, cause, yeah, I Okay, about my family, everyone was light skinned Everyone, I was, I'm, I'm still the darkest one in my family. My family, I mean, I have a nephew now. He 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 dark as hell too. Mm-hmm. A couple of my nephews coming up, they dark as hell. But my mother's light skin. My father's really, he was really um, dark. That was his older sister. You know, I don't know how he treat how she treated him when they were kids, but um, and she has a she had a really dark husband, but it was something about them dark kids. Them dark kids, boy. She was mean on us. She was so mean to us. I couldn't understand it, dude. I told when we when we got a little older, I told my uh, other cousins. I was like, man, ain't Sarah, man. I didn't like Ain't Sarah, dude. She was mean. He was like, what? You crazy. Ain't Sarah was my favorite auntie. I was like, nigga, how? How? Was this your favorite auntie? Because ain't Sarah I knew. The Aunt Sarah I knew, man, was a grouchy. I hate kids. Get the hell out my face, Auntie. I can never, I cannot remember a tender moment between me and Sarah. I cannot. I cannot remember a moment when her and I shared a laugh. I can't remember a moment when her and I shared a smile. I can't remember a moment when we shared the same air and I was intense. I can't. I cannot. But they can. Oh, man, they love to the death. And I, you know, and this sucks because I never got to meet the one they love. I never got to meet that woman. Well, I seen her from a distance, the way she fed my cousin, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) I seen her feed my cousin, Harry. I was like, man, but I was so, I was so hurt and hungry. I couldn't even enjoy, you know, what was happening in the distance. Because I was just like, why I can't eat? Why, why I can't eat? Well, I can't eat. That's 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 what I was thinking to myself. I was so scared of her. I didn't even say, I didn't even say nothing. I was just sitting there, just looking at her, looking at them, enjoying life. While my dark ass is in the living room, hurting, hungry. Yeah, it, it was it was this thing about black people, man. We have this thing called um, I used to call self hate, where we make fun of the darkest black person in the room. Black people used to do this. I don't know that they still do it or not. We make fun of the darkest black person in the room, and a lot of times it was me, especially around my family. I was the darkest one, you know, in the room. And people used to say stuff: "Get, get, get Alan out that sun. He, he already black. Get your black butt in the in his house." They just just say that to me for no, you know, you know. They didn't explain nothing to me why well, I can't be in the sun. I love the sun. Get your black butt in the house. You gonna get dark. i won't get. What's wrong with getting dark? yeah they was on me dude on oh, mm. and then it was um you know everybody man i i remember even my mother even my mother my god fearing everything jesus mother you know she had black jokes everybody had black jokes on me and <laughs> they 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 it was you know I don't know when I got a sense of humor, but, I mean, it it never hurt my feelings when I was a kid. I I just wanted to, I. you know, I'm not sure if it hurt my feelings or not, because I remember once in school when I heard, um, it was another dude, real black, his name was Anthony. He was darker than me. See, that's one thing. I, I saw other dark people when I went to school, and I was able to feel comfortable, you know, like, oh, I'm not the darkest one no more. I'm not the darkest one. It's crazy. But I remember this kids was teasing Anthony, man, because he was really black. So this kid, I remember we was in school, and this kid told Anthony, you know, you tired of being black. I know how you can get a little lighter. And uh, he was talking to Anthony, and he, Anthony was like, How? I was all in, I, you know, but I was acting like I was busy, but I was listening like, oh shit, I can get lighter than this, hell yeah. The dude said, if you, um, you know how you put, you know, you wash wash up with soap, you know how when you wash up with soap, if you leave the soap on, you know how your skin gets white? He's like, yeah, he was like, just keep doing that. He meant ashy. Man, I did that shit for about a month. And I didn't get lighter at all I was like man Fuck that boy I did man I actually thought That it was gonna change That it was gonna make me <laughs> Lighter that's how, mess, that's how bad They messed my mind up dude That I actually felt like That I was gonna um, You know Get lighter Crazy as hell You know growing up I grew up in the hood In, in Detroit Eastside my Persian high school. I grew up in the hood. There was a lot of hood stuff going on, man. A lot, a lot of gangster shit. I I saw. I wasn't a part of none of it. I never was a part. of I'm I, I'm not a tough dude. I was never a tough dude, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool without being. You want somebody to ask, whoop? Call Allen. Nah, nah. Don't call me. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. I'm not. I was. um, I'm the youngest of four boys. It was four of us. And um, so I have three older brothers. So, of course, I know how to fight. Of course, I know how to defend myself. Of course, there's nothing to fight. I know how to do it. You know, but my heart wasn't in it because I don't like pain. And in order to fight somebody, you know, they may hit you back. And i don't like pain and zero tolerance when it comes to pain nothing at all pain i don't fuck with it not at all don't like it i don't have any tattoos i don't have any piercings because i don't like pain i don't like nothing that brings me pain physically 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 i don't mess with pain not at all no i mean i know how to deal with emotional pain i deal with it fine I ain't, you know, we break up. I ain't busting out your windows. I ain't on your roof. Like, bitch, I'm coming down the chimney. Let me in. No, nah, I'm not doing those crazy shit like that. You know, I, I know how to deal with that kind of pain. Yes, emotional pain. I deal with it. But physical pain, I don't like it, dude. I do not like it. So didn't like the fight. You know what I'm saying? I've got, I've, you know, I've had a lot of fights. I've won a lot of fights. I lost a few fights, got hit in a fight, didn't like it, wanted to stop fighting, getting punched man, or hit with something, you know, it had changed your perspective, that's why I couldn't be a boxer, because they do, they got to take a punch, you know, I'll be like Mayweather, like, you know, I just couldn't, no, don't hit me, don't hit me. Because one lucky punch can ruin your life. One lucky punch, man. Somebody can hit you in a jaw, you fall out, head hit the curve, over with. Your, your head ain't meant to hit the curve. One lucky punch, man, done. And I'm cool with fighting, dude. I'd rather talk it out. We can't talk it out. We can walk away. We can walk away. I love walking away. Oh, man, walking away is one of my favorite things to do. I don't have beef. When I got beef with somebody, dude, which way are you going? Because I'm going to walk away. I'm going this way. Even though my car's the way you going, I like to walk away. I'm going over here. When you walk away, you're not a punk. You are not a punk from walking away. You're actually a bigger person. And being a bigger person don't mean you're a punk. Being a bigger person means you can control your emotions and walk away. Telling you, dude, walking away is so exciting to do. It's amazing to walk away. I walked away from a lot of situations, man. Had to walk away from one, dude, because you know, I oh fuck it. This is my podcast. I could take it there. I almost got this dude killed because he he robbed me from a jacket. Uh, dude robbed me, man, it it was seven people. It was two carloads of people. And uh two dudes is in a pickup truck, a red pickup truck. Toyota, I think. And it was um this was back in the day when people was driving lowriders and pickup trucks and putting sounds in the back. But this was a raggedy pickup truck. It wasn't nothing special. So it was um two dudes in a pickup truck and it was five dudes and a down topaz it looked like a tempo four tempo but it was a mercury topaz i forgot the color it was a dark color i'm right. i'm i'm walking down 7 mile after night school i went to night school in persia and it's cold outside and one of my brothers was supposed to pick me up but he wasn't there so i'm like fuck it i'm going to walk home i had on my other brother's coat he had a golden goose big puffy leather coat with the fur around the collar i'm walking down 7 mile Um, it's seven mile, but I'm from Detroit. They call it seven mile, seven mile. We put an M in it. So I'm walking down seven mile and, um, the truck did a U-turn in the middle of the street. So I'm like, that's all right. Yeah, I'm walking and walking. I'm 16, 16 years old, walking, 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 walking. And then two dudes came around the corner, man, with guns out. And I come out the coat, dog. And uh, I see these dudes walking at me and I can feel something is not right. I just can feel it. I didn't see the guns yet. I could feel it. They got close to me and they didn't walk past me. They stopped me. And they was like, they showed me the gun. It's like, come out the coat. My first instinct, I was mad. I was mad because I got caught up. I'm smarter than that. I was smarter than getting caught up, man, but I got caught up, dude. I was mad as hell. I got caught up. Then, they was like, man, come over here Saturday. They wanted to get off the main street. So they wanted me to go to the side of the building so he could ride me in peaceful, peacefully. Um, so they did. He took my coat. Some bitch took my coat, man. And um, it was a nice coat, too. It was my brother's coat. He took my coat. He took the coat. Then, you know, he had, you know, patting my pockets or whatever. You know, and I said, hey, man, can I get my license back? Because he took my wallet. I said, man, can I get my license? I don't feel like going through the Secretary of State getting a license or whatever. He was like, all right, you gave a wallet back. Let me get my license. Then, you know, they left. Now, oh, it's Secretary of State. I know every other place, every state in this country is the um, DMV, but in Michigan, it's the Secretary of State where you get your license. So, you know, they had guns on me, whatever, man. And I, it, I was in the alley. I was scared. I got scared as hell. They, you know, I'm in the alley. They got guns and shit on me. The red, red pickup truck is parked right there, so I couldn't run. You know what I mean? They was going, they was ready to try me down. They had a shotgun in the car, you know. Uh, I felt like shitting on myself. I, I should have shat, shat on the shit. Yeah, that's the past to the shit. I should have shat on the coat so they wouldn't have wanted it. <laughs> so they, I felt like shitting on myself man they had guns drawing and shit you know they were older dudes these were grown men you know guns on the kid and taking my taking a damn leather coat that they could have bought but they wanted to take it they robbed me for it and so um, when they robbed me for the coat they made me run around a building or run across the street and run around that building and run back. And they said if I turn around, he was gonna shoot me. So I ran, he said, run! I started walking at first, he was like, run! I ran, you know, the further I'm running, I'm, I'm getting so fucking pissed, cause I'm like, these somebody stole my coat. And when I got back, they were gone. So I ran home. And when I got a block from my house, on Healy, I lived on Lamont. People people from Detroit know what I'm talking about. I lived on the month. So I got on Hilly and I saw that same car riding down the street the wrong way after they just stole my coat. They ran down the street the wrong way. Like they in a car so happy and disoriented that they don't know what they doing. So they rode down and they saw me, so they made a U turn and turn their lights out. So I was about to I ran up to the car and then I stopped because I remember they have a gun. I don't see the red pickup truck no more. So I ran home. I already run home. I ran to my boy's house. And my boy ran out of the house with a gun. He was like, you got robbed? And I was like, hold on, dog. What the fuck you doing? I mean, yeah, I got robbed, man. But What we about to go do? I ain't, uh-uh. We ain't about to go shoot nobody. Hell no. Nah. They took a coat. They ain't hurt me. So, um couple of people in my neighborhood, they was like, they touched, these niggas robbed you, dog? Okay. Okay. And then I was like, oh, damn. Now, my brother, uh who was really crazy, he was in jail at this time, thank God. Because y'all know what he would have done. And it's not good. So, my brother was in jail at this time, and he found out about it, and he was pissed. So, me and my other brother Actually, a couple of weeks later, we ran down the we ran down the street. I saw a red pickup truck. He parked in the driveway. Uh, I forgot the name of the street, but he parked in the driveway. Got out the car. I went into this house. This dude had on my coat, one of my other brother's coat, and uh, I. It was a bet in the car, and I wanted to just get out the car with this bet and beat my man down. But I remember he had a gun. He had a little, he light-skinned dude with a little ponytail in the back of his head. Ah, oh, I wanted to kill this little, this, this dude, man. He was about, I was 16, man. He could, he was about 27, 28, grown man, 16. And uh, it's messed up because when, you know how I got robbed by somebody who, who I can beat in fighting? That's a messed up feeling. When you can, when you know you could beat somebody's ass, like, fist to fist, but they have a gun, so you got to listen. Oh, man, that's what I felt like. I was looking at these dudes like, you a bitch. Because one thing, being, knowing the streets, because I'm not going to say being from the street, because I'm not really from the streets. I was born and raised in the gutter, but I'm not... From the gutter. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't do nothing gutter. I didn't do, I wasn't in them streets like that. Don't get me twisted. I wasn't, never sold a drug, never did nothing, you know, that'll land. Well, I did a couple of dumb things that would have landed me in jail, but I wasn't that, I wasn't that, you know, that kind of dude. I was never a thug. But being of the streets, you can tell a bitch when you see one. You know what I mean? You can tell. It's something about somebody's eyes. You can tell, dude, this dude is a bitch. You soft. And that's what they were with the gun. They were soft bitches. Even though they were older than me, they were soft bitches and I saw it in their eyes. I saw them being soft, soft bitches in their eyes. But I couldn't do nothing because it was more, it was seven of them, it was one of me, and they had two guns. I couldn't do nothing but if it was three more of me and they had no guns oh we would have beat the dog out these dudes man the dog anyway i had to take it they took my coat you know so we saw my man in the in, the, in the, um saw my man in the uh in the driveway ah uh, so we left it hurt me to leave, drive away. It hurt me to drive away. I wanted the coat back. And it wasn't even about the coat. It was the audacity. How dare you? How dare you, dude? We the same color. We live We live close to the same hood. How dare you do this to me? I was 16. Don't. Why would you do that? You know what I'm saying? Why would you do that type of shit to somebody? I was heated. Hurt me to drive away, man. But I drove away. Well, I was in the passenger seat. We drove away. And it was I was with my other brother, man. He's, my other brother's not a... He's a regular dude. He's not a thug. You know, and it's good. That's a good thing he wasn't. It's a good thing. He was more into the women who was, you know, older. He's eight years older than me. He was more into the women than trying to be a street dude, you know. So we drove away. Um. I was, I was in the flea market not too long after that. And uh, wait, did I tell you this story? When I was in the flea market and a dude walked up on me, he was like, man, I heard you got robbed. And he started laughing. Yep, I think I may have told this that part of the story. But yeah, but that was that part, man. I got robbed by some people, man. And yeah, shortly after that, you know, some other people ended up dead after that over a coat that they took from me. I had nothing to do with what happened. and nobody ever told me this is why it happened, but when I was older, I put two and two together. You never got the coat back, but yeah, some lives end up missing because of what happened. Lives, you know, ended because of what happened. (sighs) Uh, You know, back in the day when you was a, you know, I, I, oh, you know what? I did try to sell drugs once. I had a, I had a you know, I had a baby at a young age. My daughter had it at a young age and, you know, whatever. I had no money. I was stankin' broke. Real broke. So it was this drug dealer I knew, man. He was getting money. He was getting money, dude. He had TVs in the wall. Um, These were for flat screens. He had the big, you know, the TVs with the big back. He had those inside the wall. And he had the VCRs inside the wall. I've never seen nothing like this before in my life. I don't know how thick this man's walls were, but they built walls around. They built walls around his entertainment center. Like, other people had cabinets for the entertainment center. My man had it in the wall. Ridiculous. He had he had VCRs and TVs inside the wall all over his house. And, um... My man... So, I pulled his... It. It, was, it, it was my, um... One of my boys, his cousin, I mean, his uncle, or whatever, some somebody related to him. So I pulled his coattail, and I was like, hey, man, look, can I just, you know, be your runner, you know? Because they was giving runners, like, you take drugs from, like, from one side to the other side, they give you, like, $1,000, you know? And I was just like, "Can I do, I need to do that a couple of times, man, to get on my feet. So he was like, okay, well, let me ask my, my man. Let me ask my man, is it a good idea? The dude I knew, the dude who was my age, and he told him no. Thank God he told him no. That was the only time I attempted to sell drugs. You know? And you know, I'm from the, I'm from the era when they see, when drug dealers, when they see, you know, somebody, because they, they get approached all the time, like, hey man, can I do this for you? Can I do that for you? You know? And they see you not like that. They be like, "Man, hell no, nah, man! Take your ass home. Here go a couple of dollars, man. You ain't even bought this life, boy. Take, stay in school. Take your ass home. You know that's how they usually do it now. And nah, you know you're being acquired selling drugs now. These some bitches don't even. It's zero respect. Zero respect, man, for the for the community. These were killers, man. Killers telling you you ain't like this, man." You better than this. Go home. Okay? Keep playing football. You can be something with yourself, dude. Go home. You know how many times I've been told to go home? Go home. Just walking down the street, going to walk into the store. I've seen, walking from the store, man, I saw some gangster stuff going down. And right before, you know, I've seen people pull guns out and they looked at me. It's like, Cunningham, go home. I was on my way home. You had to tell me to go home. That's a gun. Yep. But they was like, Cunningham, him, go home. I I remember being on on Seven Mile, and I saw a White Boy Rick. Uh, I was leaving. A, a po- I went to the post office for my mother, and I saw a White Boy Rick. He was in a nanny goat, uh, drinking a forty ounce, and uh, he he bust this old black man in the head with a, with his forty ounce, and the, the black dude who was with him bust out laughing, and I was mad as hell. I was so fucking mad because he, you know, it was back then, you know, I'm, I, you know, being from Detroit in the 80s, we pro-black, real pro-black, and you know, my mother used to make me watch Roots, and I used to watch the MLK story every year when it came on TV, and you know what I'm saying, I used to watch that shit and be upset and crying, and we ain't had too many white people in my neighborhood while, you know, growing up, and to see this white boy. Hit a black man in the head with a forty ounce broke my heart. I was a kid too, you know. I was I was a child. And what pissed me off really, man, is the, his, his boy that was next to him just was laughing. You know, he was black too. You were just laughing. I was just like, "What are you doing, man? This shit ain't cool." But it was, you know, it was that was just me. That was me. Um, going through my stuff but it wasn't cool it wasn't cool but that was a that was a drug world i don't know what the old man did maybe he owed him some money i don't know man but i just thought that's why i could never get in the gangster life cuz I, I i'm too compassionate yeah that's why I, that's, that's probably why i could never sell drugs i'm too compassionate i'm like nah. you got my money oh don't worry about it just pay me when you can i'm gonna be telling crackheads just pay me when you can crackhead I'm fine. Just pay me when you can. Whenever you get your money, crackhead. Just go ahead and pay me. You know I live. Just knock on the door. (laughs) And pay me when you can, crackhead. I'm too compassionate, man. I I couldn't be a pimp either. You know? I mess around and bust in a hotel room like, I'm sorry, you don't got to do this. Come on, get off your knees. You don't have to. You, You better than this. There's so many things you can do. Burger King, hiring. Burger King is hiring, and you don't got to suck no dick, you know. You can just flip some burgers, and you cool. Just, please, just get off your knees. Come on, let's just go. I'm sorry, sir. Here's your money back, sir. Come on, let's go. We, we You know what I'm saying? We're going we gonna to pray. We're going to pray together. I couldn't be a thug, man. I was too, I was too. I got too much empathy, man, towards people. I care too much. That's why I didn't like fighting, either. Because, you know, I, 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 I did, I got into a few fights, and I won and I felt bad. You know? I felt bad man hit somebody cuz you the, the worst when you see I'm not quick to hate people. I'm not. Not for not for you have to do something to me. And and it's more than we was about to fight. You know what I'm saying? Cuz a lot of times you have a fight growing up, you fighting you know, sometimes you fight your friends. And y'all have disagreements, and then y'all fight. It's not hate. I just had a disagreement. Or sometimes you may be out and about, you know, and you fight a stranger. You don't hate this person because you don't know them. So it's not hate. So to see someone's face that you've hurt, you've hit a few times, and you've hurt, and you see the pain in their face, I felt bad. I felt bad getting to altercations with people, man, and, and you see like they scared now or you hit them and you you they, they they're hurt now you know because you hit them and I felt bad because of that i was like oh man you know you want to fight everybody laughing at this dude you know and it, I felt bad behind that so I expected other people to feel like that I remember I got my ass whooped and I had to feel feel bad for me face This dude didn't give a damn. He kept beating the shit out of me. I was like, man, look at my face. Feel bad. Why you ain't feeling bad? He was like, shit. I don't give a damn. He kept beating the hell out of me. I was like, okay, so maybe I'm different. Or who is this killer in the second grade that I'm fighting? (laughs) Everybody's not built like you, man. Sometimes you got a good heart and you live in a cruel world. And that was me, man. I had a good heart, you know, in, a, in, a, in the ghetto. I had a good heart in the ghetto. And it's hard having a good heart in the ghetto because everybody harsh in the ghetto. Everybody harsh. Everybody, you know. Even the grandparents, even the old ladies, because they'll they call the police on you, then go outside and act like, what's going on out here? Who called the cop Police. You know which I sh- they should call the police on you you fucking up they should call the police on you you know but everybody was harsh everybody in, in the ghetto it was a lot of fun growing up in the ghetto though we had a lot of fun like nothing you know it wasn't nothing like jumping on the mattress in the alley um you know just who got beat up damn we got beat up they beat him up saw a lot of fights you know it wasn't like looking you know i saw a lot of episodes of domestic violence next door, next door neighbor jumped on his wife because she was sleeping with somebody living across the you know across the street there wasn't nothing we saw a lot of stuff like that going on everybody knew each other's business you know we saw a lot of stuff like that going on man a lot of stuff living in the hood you know, but um, uh, you know it's, it's it's always a family got a little bit more money than y'all. Y'all look at them like, damn, they man, look at they doing good. Damn, they got a new car. They doing good. They doing. Good. I remember the kids that was doing good in my school, man. They, we had free lunch, and then we had lunch you can buy. And every day I ate free lunch, and it was kids around me. They had like the chocolate shakes that you can buy the vanilla shakes that you could buy and the shakes was like 50 cents man and my mother wouldn't give me 50 cents to buy a shake so every day i'm looking at kids eating shakes for 50 cents and i couldn't even afford a shake it was only 50 cents 50 cents for a shake and i couldn't get one <laughs> Dog. that's how I mean. You know, that's how life was in the, in, in the hood, dude. It, it was you know, and it wasn't nothing. It it was nothing for. Um, you know, we see people go to jail all the time. We see the police ride through, and just take people to jail. You know, see somebody. I remember we was I, I was in a, my mother's kitchen doing the dishes. You know, I remember I was little because I used to have to stand on the, the step, the kitchen, the um, kitchen um chair. To, to to um do the dishes, and it was a dude just ran through my my mother's backyard. The police was chasing him. He ran through, then the police ran through, my mother's backyard. And, um, it wasn't nothing for me. I saw it, and I was just like, oh, I knew the dude they was chasing. They didn't catch him. He ran. And the police was chasing him, white cop. police ran and then he failed. I remember that, like it was yesterday. And then I ducked down in the kitchen because I didn't want them to see my face. I don't know why I did that. It wasn't like they were going to knock on the door and ask me questions, but I always had a fear of the police. So I didn't want them to you know, see me. And I saw that dude later on that day. So they didn't catch him. I don't know why they was chasing him, but they didn't catch him. He did a, he, you know, so he ran... Um, it was um. We had a fence, and it was an alley. And then it they had a fence on the other side of, of our house, the back of our house. And my man ran, and through the first fence. Then he jumped the fence. You know, he ran through the first fence. Then he slammed the fence, and then he jumped the other fence. And then, I guess the slamming of the fence threw the cop off, so he fell. He slipped and fell. And my man kept running, so he got away, man. And the other cop picked up his his partner, you know, and they were mad as hell. They were so mad. I was just hoping they weren't going to shoot him. That was my whole thing, was please don't shoot him. That's life living in the hood, though. You know, life living in the hood, man. Everybody was... You know, all these kids, because we used to go to school with the kids who lived on our blocks, you know, who lived right next to us. We used to go to the same school with them. And we, we was in school, and you know, you get to talking about, because we was all silly. Everybody was talking about everybody, whatever, whatever, whatever. And they all, to shut me up. This was back in, when I was in middle, elementary school, middle school. To shut me up, all you had to say was, Allen them don't have a car. I thought that was the most embarrassing thing in the world, that we didn't have a car when I was growing up, man. We all was on the bus. I thought that that was embarrassing. We was in Detroit, man. Everybody had a car in Detroit. I knew friends. I knew 17-year-olds who had a car in Detroit, but my parents didn't. I kids. <laughs> People was working at McDonald's. that had McDonald's jobs, had a car, and my parents didn't you know we didn't have a car and um remember times we did get a car man my father would get drunk and tear him up my father used to get drunk man and take my mama keys and tear up a car damn my mother went through a lot of stuff man my mother went through a lot the worst thing is a partner dude who holds you back well, you messing with a partner man who's holding you back and that's what my father did to my mother he was he held her back every step forward he pushed her back a couple of steps and he didn't have but like, he didn't care you know it was like you know what I'm saying? she was she was married to her devil my mother was married to her devil this dude held her back through life, you know, until she didn't care no more. When she didn't care no more, he couldn't hold her back. We was on welfare and I remember my, my, my mother, she went to college when I was uh, in school. I was in um, elementary school. My mother went back to college. What was it, middle school, one of the two. She went back to college, man. She got her degree Then she got a job. We got off of welfare, but my mother still didn't have a car yet, so it was in Detroit and she took, because I, I was um had to sell candy for some reason, so fundraiser, fundraiser time in the school, so my mother took my box of candies to work and she carried, it was snow, man, snow up to her knees and I remember looking out the window and my mother was walking to the bus stop with two bags of candy just walking and she had the boots and a long coat and she was walking with the snow to her knees and she had to pull her, her knee out of the snow and you know so she can go in another step and take another step and another step and then she put it, her, her um she put my my candies down to rest her hands and she readjusted her gloves then she picked the candy up and started walking again and it hurt my heart to see that because my father was upstairs asleep. He didn't have a job. He was upstairs asleep and drunk when well, my mother was out there. walking to walking to the bus stop. She had to walk about a half, about a quarter of a mile. No, about a half a mile. She had to walk about a half a mile to the bus stop, man. And he was upstairs asleep, just knocked out drunk. And he woke up around, you know, I mean, I went to school. But maybe school, no, no, I remember this day because I woke up and I was happy because school was closed because there was so much snow. And my father was upstairs, he was drunk. He woke up, you know, around 10 o'clock, maybe 9, 9 or 10 o'clock he woke up. This is about 7 when I saw my mother. He woke up about 9 or 10 o'clock, man, drunk. Walking around the house with his underwear on. And I'm looking at him like, you didn't even help my mother to the bus stop. That's the least you could have done. You living rent free. And you didn't even help my mother get, you know, to the bus stop with the candies. And I thought to myself, you know, I remember, I was like, man, fuck them candies. I didn't give a damn. My mother would have dropped them candies, man. I felt bad. I felt bad to see my mother doing that, walking to the bus stop. And I was like, I'm not gonna have, I, you know, I was a kid, man. I was a, I was a, um, I was a kid. I don't know how old I was, but I was, it was the elementary school or middle school, or whatever. But I remembered that I would never have my wife do that. I would never have a wife struggle that much while I'm in the bed. We're gonna either, if you got to struggle that much, we're gonna get up and struggle together. I'm gonna at least wake up make you some breakfast, we're gonna struggle together. I'm not gonna stay, I'm not gonna stay in the bed and you know, while you do it.